All right, you ready to go? All right. Yo, yo. yo. Welcome to another Up the Road. Flying start. That's good. Here we are. We're off to the races, mate. Um, so, yeah, welcome to another episode of Optimize Your Body Podcast. I've got my good friend here today, Big Ian Williams. You know what I mean? With I'll a very, it. very sh- uh, tight shirt on. Well, I, I had to. You, be, you shrunk it in the wash again, I, didn't I you? I knew I was coming in from to you, so <laughs> I had to step it up today. How many push-ups have you done today? About 50. Don't lie. About 50. 50, don't lie. Uh, time 10. <laughs> I was on the balcony, because he's brown as well, right? So it's, it's, we're very competitive, aren't we? So I was on the balcony, you know, sunbathing, getting my tan up, getting my push-ups, you know what I mean? I, I, I trained all week for this. Is that why the white T-shirt's on? 100%, mate, 100%. <laughs> How's things anyway, mate? Yeah, really good, really good. Uh, business is going well. Um living the Australian dream still this 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 winter is not exactly winter is it you know it's uh, 20 degrees outside so uh, pretty happy mate pretty happy how about you 100% very good man very good and you know we moved over here I was I've been here for six years now how long have you been on eight years eight years eight years man and yeah I was just chilling on my balcony earlier right and it's we were just saying when we off air I like to sound professional when I say that you know uh, we were just saying that it's literally peak winter for everyone listening and I know most people in the US it's like peak winter here right and you're literally sunbathing, right? You can't beat that, can you? It's a far cry away from Liverpool and Cardiff, right? Where we're from. It still tickles me. I'll be on the beach. You know, we live in Sydney. I'll be on the beach playing volleyball. I'll I'll jump in the water. I'll come out. I'll be lying there in my shorts, and you'll see someone walking past with a with a scarf on and a hat, uh, and you, you just think, what what the hell's going on here? It's just a totally way of life for us, uh, and I'm still not acclimatized to it. It's pretty good. They can't handle it. The Aussies cannot handle it. And you know, you know what you mean. You're listening back to this. I know 30% of you are in Sydney. You need to, you know, you need to get in the in the ocean, right? You going for the cold water? You going for the? I do. I have right next to the beach, don't you? No excuse. It's right next to me. I do do cold water. I'm not doing the the ice plunges like you yet. That will be on my radar. Um, but I am getting into the water. I do my cold showers and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing what I can. Awesome, bro. Awesome. But yeah, just uh, for the audience, in terms of how we met, right? Um, we met. I used to be a personal trainer at the gym uh, in Coogee, right? And obviously, you were training there and stuff. And I think one night we had the uh, Christmas do, and we went out. And uh, it's funny, right? Because we were talking, I was talking to Sean on the last episode about how you judge a book by its cover, right? Naturally. And obviously, I guess both being alpha males or whatever, right? I saw you in the gym and I was like this big bald guy, right? With tattoos. And I just assumed that you just assumed like, oh, this guy's going to be, you know, a bit of a problem or a bit of a dickhead or whatever. I'm just going to be honest. And then I met you on that Christmas do that night, the Titan Christmas do. And I thought, actually, he's a sound guy. You know, he looks like a dickhead. But he's actually, <laughs> but he's actually down to earth. You probably thought the same about me. Or maybe no, you didn't. No, maybe, I, I'm just a, maybe I'm just a dickhead. I don't know. No, I definitely did think you were a dickhead. No, but <laughs> but I think that's a guy thing, right? You come in, there's another guy there. And you're looking at him. You know, you're a big lad. You're training well. And obviously a PT there, and I think one time I think you actually tried to get my ex ex girlfriend uh, into That's one right, of your. <laughs> into one I was of your... hoping you wouldn't bring that up. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up, but uh, you, I didn't, I didn't know if you want to go there or not, right? No, 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 no. That's fine. That's how. That's how we met, right? So basically, I tried taking you up and I'm No, I uh, obviously when I when I came to Oz, working in the gym. Long story short, picking up new clients years ago when I was PT and. And I approached your girlfriend, right? And she put me right in my place. She did. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, nah, I'm good. And just, she was on the calf machine. Yeah. And she was like, and then under her breath, she was like, I've got better calves than you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she schooled me, mate. I was like, walk, walk down, like looking at the floor. All right, I won't be doing that again. I had to build my confidence back up. But uh, yeah, man, like it's, it's interesting how we've, because we moved to the other side of the wall, right? And finding your tribe and your network and stuff. It can be quite challenging, right, when you first moved here. How did you find that, man? Because it's like we've become closer now over the years. And just having that, having someone there who's close to you, who you get along with, who you can shoot the shit with, is really important, right? But it's, it, it took me a year or so to find my feet here, to be honest. If I'm being honest, I still think, I still think I'm trying to get that. To, 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 I still don't think I've found my complete, you know, I think we're both trying to evolve. We're both on this journey of, you know, um, self-awareness, self-progression. And I think big part of that as men is finding that tribe. And I think when you're younger, you come through, you naturally have a tribe back home where you're from. You build up mates that you've known since you were four and five. And then you come over here. And I think the good thing about Sydney and, and, and coming to a place like it's very transient. There's a lot of people who've had the balls to get up and move here. And I think that's a good thing. So you mix in with this positivity and uh, a lot of people have got the same kind of mindset. Um, but, but finding people who you genuinely are, you know, I've got your back and, and, and they say really like minded you while you're in that gene. I think that's still quite tough. And I think that's good. Me, me and you have had that. And I think we were just talking about it before. We need, we need to do it more often. And I think we will move them forward. 
but I still think uh, I don't think I've found um, the level of mateship and, and, and having that regular uh, quality man time, so to speak, where you can vibe with each other and hold each other accountable as you progress. Because it's a bit, bit different than just going on the pitch, right? You can go on the pitch, you can have a few scoops, you have a laugh, you get up the next day, but you're not really growing in, in that aspect. It's good fun. Um, but for me, I still, I'm still trying to, to get to where I want to on, on that side, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you 100%. And just for anyone listening back to that, any guys or any, you know, females who might have sons and stuff like that, it's so important. There's actually research on it, guys, because women are more social by nature, right? So they tend to have those connections naturally and they tend to socialize more. Whereas guys, it's very easy for us to just wrap ourselves up in our own world, focus on business. There's actually research to show that you need to have two close friends as you get older and when you get married especially, because that's one of the leading things in terms of like depression and stuff apparently as well, because guys end up just isolating themselves, right? So like we were just saying, allocating that time. I think for guys, we've literally got to make it a practice, haven't we, and be intentional about it. And I think we're holding each other, well, we're speaking to loads of people now, right? So we're holding ourselves accountable. We've got to back this up now. I think we should lock it in and just, you know, link up and with Big Sean as well and some other guys, like-minded guys, and just um, and just connect, man, because the community and, and having those people around you is key, isn't it? It's a hundred percent. I think it, I don't know what it is in, in guys. I think there's almost kind of you're almost afraid to reach out and say, "Hey, should we catch up?" And I don't know what that is. We women are much more open to that. You know, they can meet someone down the shop. They, they go down the cafe, speak to someone. Two days later, they're best mates, and they're going out. They're going out week in week out. And I think, how the fuck have they done that? Whereas we, I, I know I've known you for what four years or however long it is, and we've become really close friends. But even we don't reach out, you know, and say, "Hey, let's go, let's go down the, let's go down the beach." We only live five minutes from each other. And we don't do it as often as we could, and we get real value out of that. Um, so I don't know what it is. We kind of kind of remove that our, our stigma about that and just kind of reach out. Um, yeah, I think we it's something that we all lack. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. But tell the audience a bit more about yourself, man. Anyway, because obviously Ian's a good friend of mine. You're from just for some context. Obviously, I'm from Wales in the UK, from South yeah. Wales, from Cardiff, as we say. <laughs> and uh, Ian, you could probably hear the accent, right? Especially guys in America, you might not have heard this accent before. You may have, right? He's from Liverpool, from like North. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Liverpool in the North. If, 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 if from anywhere other than there, other from the UK, usually ask me if I'm Irish or I'm a Scottish. Um, we have a similar kind of, almost kind of rough kind of side to our accent. Uh, I, I was, I was born and raised in Liverpool, uh, worked in, in, in the corporate, um, worked on the corporate ladder for many years, uh, worked all around the UK, uh, and ultimately decided I wanted to come across to, to Australia. Uh, was in a relationship, relationship didn't go too good. Um, and at the end of that, I decided, you know, time the times now. I've always had this burning desire to come to Australia, um, something that's never left me. And as I kind of, as I towards the end of that relationship, I just knew, okay, I need to make a drastic change. Uh, I don't need to just sit here and, and and talk like a lot of people do. I would love to do that. Um, that pisses me off. So once as soon as I started saying to myself, I would love to do that, too many times, I just try and make it happen. Um, and as soon as I switched and said. Okay, I'm going to switch my mind from what I'd like to do to what I'm going to do. Just everything started opening up. And then uh, I came here eight years ago. Um, it's still in the corporate in the corporate world. Ended up um, running a large kind of global logistics business over here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and then that's 25 years in corporate doing logistics, you know, into my 40s. And uh, decided, you know, enough is enough of that. I wanted to kind of forge my own way. Um I do a lot of obviously being in leadership positions. I love leading people. So I decided to break away and do my own leadership business, which I, I do today. And at the side, that coincided with another business, a friend of mine who was work who I kind of had known across here in, in, in Australia as well, another English lad. He mentioned he wanted to start an axe throwing business. And again, now, you know, you know what I'm like, you know, I, I hear something. I don't kind of, I don't look at something and say, you know, and, and be negative about it. I want to hear all about it. Um, so as soon as he started to tell me about this Axstone business, I said, oh, okay, it sounds pretty cool. Let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at the numbers. Does it make sense financially? Um, and whereas other people would kind of poo-poo the idea straight away, I kind of was quite open-minded. Um, and then we worked together on that. So the, the, the simultaneously starting my kind of new career as being a leadership coach and helping people that way, I also worked with a business partner to open Axstone business, which is called Kiss My Axe, uh, which is going very well. We've just opened our third uh, venue. Uh, we've got the kind of triangle of Sydney covered now, and uh, it's going really, really well. And we actually won new business of the year for 2022 um, across for, for the suburbs that we're in. So that was a brief kind of overview of me coming from the UK to where I am today. Awesome, man. Shout out to Kiss My Axe as well. You've done a great job, man. It's such a good vibe there. 
And I've seen the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into that, right? Because building, you know, brick and mortar style businesses like that, right? And I remember actually to back you up, you did say, right, when we had that chat, it was Australia Day. It was Australia yeah. Day. And we were chatting, it might have been 2019 or something like that. I think yeah. It was 2019, Australia yeah. Day. And you said it and you seemed really enthusiastic and you had like it all strategized and stuff as you do. And you got after it, mate. And you've, you've really made stuff happen with it. So, so hats off to you. In terms of like the skills you've learned along the way, right? Because I know you mentioned you know, leadership roles and everything else with what you were doing in the corporate world. Um, getting to where you are now and actually switching your mindset into like that entrepreneur mindset and actually just getting after it and making shit happen. What kind of skills and uh, I guess traits and characteristics did you pick up along the way or skills which have enabled you to get so much success with what you're doing now? Yeah, well, I think, I think some people have leadership ability in them and I think I naturally had some leadership ability in me, which is, which is great. And I think through experiences and life experiences, you kind of, if you take the lessons from the pain and the mistakes and the shit that goes on in everybody's life, and if you really wanna think, look at it and think, what can I learn from that? You can improve in every aspect of your life. But I think in my, in my world, I, I think one of my gifts is emotional intelligence, so I can read situations and I can read people. And you know, I had a you know great parents and a, and a and a good opportunity to have a good upbringing. And there was three of us, three brothers. And you know, it's like three brothers. I was the middle one, and I was you know fighting with each other and this, that, and the other. I'm from Liverpool, and Liverpool's background is kind of you know there's a, everyone's partying, rough and ready, rough and ready. You know, uh, drugs flying around everywhere and all this type of stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot to kind of to keep yourself kind of progressing and, and not get bogged down by that way of life. You, you've got to continue, continue kind of internalize and try and learn. So I used all the painful experiences and a lot of shit that was going on around me to kind of constantly kind of think, how do I not do that and how can I progress? So I learned these leadership, uh, hone my leadership abilities to try and keep away from shit and also help others around me to not get into shit, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Um, and then progression into into the, my corporate career, I just fast realized where my limitations are. So I looked at where where am I not the strongest? If I want to improve, where are my gaps? And how do I fill those gaps? And in, in corporate and in, in, in my businesses, I try and fill those gaps by utilizing great people. You know what I mean? So if I've got a gap somewhere, but I want to get to there, but I know I'm wonderful that, you know, if there's 10 items and I'm great at five of them, I've got to fill those five. I don't, don't accept defeat and say I can't fucking get there. I want to plug those five gaps. So usually what I do is surround myself with great people. You know what I mean? And to, and that's a lot of the time, I'm not an unbelievable technical doer of stuff. I can do shit, but it takes me time. So I have to, you know, I can, I could be, I could be an okay finance person, but I'd take 10 times, 10 times the, 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 the time it would for a proper accountant to put a spreadsheet together. So why would I do that? I employ someone to do that allows me to lead and strategize and do other things. Um, and instead, there's a lot of people, I think, who think they have to do everything. And then what they do is they go into overwhelm and overload. They try and do everything to, by themselves. As soon as you realize, hey, I am not don't have to be a master of everything, but I need to be around people who are. That makes you better anyway, but just plug your gaps. So what I've learned to do is plug my gaps. Plug my gaps with great people on my personal life, um, but also in, in, in my business life. So it's not necessarily all always about me because I work with great people, I've got a great business partner and, and a great team, and that's allowed us from a Kismax perspective to get to where we are. Uh, and I also choose the people that I work with. You know, I don't wanna work with people who just make you, you know, flat and, and, and suck the life out of you because that'll affect everybody else that you're trying to work with. So I only work with kind of like-minded people as well. So I think learning from your mistakes and, um, you know, plugging the gaps is what I would say. And you just touched on something then, right, where Stephen Bartler says his success is 95% consistency and essentially just 5% brains, right? Because you definitely haven't got any brains, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but seriously though, right? And it's like confidence as well, right? When it comes to, I have to get you on that. Uh, confidence and self-confidence. You have to take action, right? To actually, you have, confidence requires evidence. And a lot of people, they don't really, some people tell themselves, oh, you know, I'm not confident. And we internalize that, right? But it's not really a, a secret when it comes to getting to where you're at now and just getting success in general. It does require you to take action. And the way I look at it, right, is with confidence, it's it's a, essentially it's your relationship with failure, right? Because you're gonna have setbacks, you're gonna fail. Whether that's building the body, building the business, it's all relative, right? You're gonna fail, you're gonna have setbacks, you're gonna have obstacles, but how do you overcome them, right? It's like what you said then, environment, having the right people around you, working smart and stuff, right? You've actually learned, you've got confidence. Oh, this gets me results, so I'm gonna apply that more. Setback 
and failure, failure, you know, it's going to happen. But how do you deal with that failure? I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it almost when it comes to self-confidence, it is literally, if you think about it, would you agree? It's almost like your relationship with failure, right? Because it's inevitable you're going to get those obstacles and challenges, right? 100%. Uh, you've got to learn from your mistakes. Everyone, every one of us has, has failed somewhere. If you haven't, you know, you're going to be you know, perfect. None of us are perfect. But it's what you do with those mistakes. And that first said from being younger and also learning from the mistakes of others. You know, you know, that's what a wise man does, right? Cut your, cut your, cut your time, learn from the mistakes of others. You know what I mean? The people who work for me, I'll try and protect them and, and, you know, let them learn from my mistakes. I'm, I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to coach them. Um, but they also need to go through their own mistakes because you can't be given everything. Otherwise, then you're not going to, you know, get to, to where you want to. But if you're not learning from your mistakes and those around you, and again, it's even like, you know, with you, I've, I've learned some stuff from, from, believe it or not, from you. Um, I've learned from, from my health and fitness. I've trained all my life. You know, I've trained. So I got a, for my 40, for Christmas on my 14th birthday, I got this little shitty weights bench from a place called Macro back in the, in the UK. Macro. And, um, I didn't know what I was doing with it, but I give it a go on a training. I've always been pretty disciplined. So once I start something, I start it. But I, I never, you know, I ate how I thought I needed to eat. And I think in nowadays, there's, there's so much information about people getting too overwhelmed about nutrition. But back in the day, there wasn't. If you remember back in the day, people, not many people knew about food. And even me, as I got to here in Australia, I was still, I've always kind of looked after myself. Um, but it was only actually since, you know, uh, I actually paid for this other program. Uh, I went and paid for a program and this, um, and the training program plus nutrition program, but I was eating seven meals a day. Luckily, I was in corporate, so I could sit there at my desk and had this fridge full of bloody cartons I and shit. And, and I was saying, right? Because yeah, because I because obviously you, we, I trained you for a little bit, didn't I? Just yeah, showing you a few yeah. bits and bobs, not that you like need just technique and stuff. And we had that sit down, and you showed me the plan. And, I'm, and I'm I was eating like, seven yeah, man, meals I was doing day. that as well. I was doing eight meals a day at one point. It's, seven. But, it's, sorry. but you can't. It, you, you can't really. There's so many people who couldn't do that around your life, and I couldn't do it it's now because my life's different, and I'm here, there, you know, going around the depots and or the venues, sorry, or whatever. So having that, but I didn't have the knowledge, but I just followed this path. I've had the discipline to follow that path. But when I've seen you, it's kind of, you know, success leaves clues as well. So I'm looking at you and saying, what's he doing? And then you're saying, well, I eat one, two meals a day. Mm. I'm saying, okay, how the hell do you do that? Because I was under the impression that your body could only process so much protein. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was a mistake of mine because I didn't need to spend all that time. You know, I was, you know, permanently either getting me food together <laughs> or eating the shit. Mm. I don't have much time to do anything else. So when you kind of done that, that unlocked something for me. It unlocked time. And, and actually, I enjoy me, me stuff so much better. But that was, okay, so what did I do there? I, my mistake was I only listened to one source of information. And, you know, I should have broadened it and listened to, to more. And now I'm in a much better space because I've, I've cut my time of experiences because I've utilized somebody else's experiences. That mm. makes sense. And also it's unlearning, right? If you think about it, it all comes down to actually unlearning what you know, right? Because you had this certain mindset or these, these beliefs eating seven times a day or whatever it was i was in the same boat as well before right i was doing exactly the same thing in my bodybuilding days where i was eating you know six seven meals a day and i thought you know i've got to do that but we don't really have the logic behind it and as you say a wise man will learn from other people's mistakes right and it's like me i had a chat the other day then a podcast with my friend and he's got this awesome podcast right huge right and i've learned from him so you know like the whole carnivore and animal based stuff right obviously i read a book on it he recommended the book and then and he was telling me some stuff the other day, even about nutrition and new stuff coming out, because it's always evolving and changing. And the thing is, and even my girlfriend said, she said that's what I like about you. It's like, you're never, you're never set. You're always open to learning. Because I've never once said, you know, but it's never one size fits all, right? Bro, a diet. It's like, you know, this carnivore diet is going to work for everyone. It's not going to work for everyone, right? But he, and it's funny how when you respect someone and you know they live that life and they practice what they preach, straight away, it's like flipping a switch, right? And I learned some stuff from him the other day, and I was like, well, okay, I better implement that. I better start switching things up. But going back to what you were saying then, right, it does get overwhelming, bro, right? Because we live in this information era now, right? We've got more information available to us than any other time in human history, and it's only actually getting more and more. We've got AI coming and everything else. It's another conversation. But then people get bombarded. And, and when it, let's talk about getting in shape, for example, right? You're already in fantastic shape, right? Before you switched over to like animal base and kind of fine tuning things, right? Because you saw what I was doing. I remember you sent me a message. He said, bro, what are you doing with this carnival stuff? I'm interested. Well, how do I go about this, right? Then I went to his house that one time. I'm like, gee, it was like, literally, you were like Dr. Sean Baker, mate. Your fridge, he was like, what's going on here, man? This guy's like, and I was like, I'm slipping now. You know, I was like, I've got to level up my game. But um, you actually, you need to, like you say, you need to learn from other people, but it gets very overwhelming for people. So that's why people join my program as well. Mo the, one of the most common feedback I get me off people, you probably had this with your clients, 
is they're just overwhelmed with information and they basically are just not getting results because they don't know what to do. They haven't got that clarity to, to implement the right things, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where good coaching, good leadership, good, you know, transformational people, that, that's what they're their ethos is to simplify that. It's not just about the information. It's how do I simplify that? And how do I connect to people? So it's, I think it's uh, like from your from your perspective, I would imagine, and I, I know because I've seen it, you develop a relationship with your with, with your clients, right? So you have a, a relationship where you, you join and you're not going to bring someone on who's, you you would consider an asshole or someone who's not going to deliver. Yeah, yeah, you know? I don't take on any assholes. I said that recently. I, no well, assholes allowed. I, I, nah, if they're I, not a good fit, they're no, not a good no, fit. In, in, my, in my business, no I, assholes. In my, in my business, <laughs> I have a no dickhead policy as simple as that. Yeah. I've always had no dickhead policy if I have great people who have great potential mm -hmm. who leadership or emotional intelligence I can train the rest yeah um, yeah no coaching, tire kickers yeah, is my I, thing I, I, I always say that like yeah. no tire kickers no time wasting same for me I'm not going to kind of coach somebody who is just going to be painful you almost yeah, have to trying just, to, get blood just, out, just trying to get blood out of a stone just trying it? to justify what's here because all the success is here the clues are here I'm mean, just pointing you in the right direction and you're not going to you know take that on board um, so I think it's not just about the information because there's information anywhere you can go on I say, go on Google now and look how to be a good leader look how to your best way to nutrition look how to train it's all there go into any library in the past or on or just look on the internet now information is everywhere so anything you or i say people would have heard at some point in 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 somewhere but it's how do you simplify that for somebody so i think it's about and how do you make it work for you in it because especially when it comes to nutrition it's so personalized bro everyone's different there's so much individual variance right 100 and behaviors as well even with people you you work with, right? And you coach, behavior change. But it is, but for, for the likes of yourself, I think it's about how do you, how does somebody connect to you to understand through? Because mm. somebody else talking next the to you, communication. Won't, somebody else next to you won't be able to explain it in a simplified version. They mm. will talk, you know, from my from, from a corporate perspective, I used to go into so many, you know, training workshops or go, you know, a week away or whatever it was with business. You know, I've worked for big global businesses and they, they do invest a lot in this leadership training, you know, kind of, area but the amount of times i've come out with a big booklet like this and i've been bombarded with information and people have spoke at you and you don't actually get anything from it you don't go away with tools mm. it so takes it, me back to it takes me back to being in school right it's yeah. almost a similar thing right yeah. in school you just get talked at you sat down and then it's just it, it, so so <laughs> not exactly and not, and, and not a lot of people um number one learn like that but also you don't buy into people so it's about waking somebody's passion so mm. they remember something they've mm. said so it's all, you know, me and you've come from different backgrounds, you know, from, from people who would, the, the, the generic people who would talk in a, in a leadership aspect. So it's about how do you, you might connect to a different portion of the, mm. of the population than others. And I think it's finding your balance. So you, you, you connect and then simplifying it for those people. How can you simplify it for your clients? Mm. How can I simplify it for my clients? So they go away, not just doing what you're telling them. They go away understanding the why. Mm. And then they have tools to go away and, they become and do it for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Self-sustaining. That's yeah. always the end goal, isn't it? For anyone 100%. you're mentoring or anyone you're training up within your company or anyone I'm coaching. And there's a fundamental difference. There's a really good point between teaching versus coaching, right? Now, there's a place for teaching and educating people. But coaching someone is ultimately getting them to think for themselves, right? And actually asking the right questions. Because when you're talking, you'll know this yourself, right? You can probably relate to this. I could tell you what to do now, right? And you'll do it, right? Your discipline and everything else. When you get someone to actually have that realization and actually articulate it themselves, right? So, for example, ask them a question. Okay, so what advice would you give yourself right now, for example, right? And then they say, uh, I would say that I need to prepare my meal. I'm just using a random example. I need to prepare my meals better. And I definitely need to plan my week on a Sunday because it's making me sloppy or I'm just being disorganized. And then as a result of that, I'm not being consistent, right? And when you say it, there's research on that. When you actually say it yourself, it sinks in better as well, right? So that's... Just a, a random example there of teaching versus coaching, right? But it is all about being self-sustaining in any area of life, right, mate? But um, when it comes to just on the leadership uh, topic and obviously confidence we were talking about, right? I want to just delve a bit deeper into this topic um, because I do get a lot of questions on this, right? And a lot of people are essentially struggling with confidence. And I know it's a very broad term, right? It's like self-confidence, body confidence, right? But with where you're at now, right? And let's just talk about training, for example, right? Because... I always say to people, when it comes to, you've been training for decades now, right? Three decades, right? Yeah. yeah 40, you, 40, by the way, I'm, Ian's 45. I'm 46 on Tuesday. My birthday next week. Man, happy days, man. Happy, yeah, because you've got a pretty much exactly 10 years on me, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you would never guess that. Man. I mean, come on, I'll take Look it. at the shape on him. Like, you know what I mean? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what was I saying then about confidence? Character, build, character building, right? The whole process of like getting in shape, for example, right? 
I feel like it's the character building process along that way and the lessons you learn, just like you said, right, which actually makes you better and better. And what I find is people get so caught up on the vanity metrics, right? Because you relate this to anything, the business, numbers you're trying to hit with targets or whether it's your body. It's the same mindset. And then they lose track of the actual process, right? But when it comes to building confidence and building character, ultimately, you that's what I love about training you, right? And I'm sure you can relate to this. I think this is a good point. It's very black and white, right? You show up and essentially you get the results. Now, you can't just show up. You've got to do the work, of course. You've got to have a bit of structure when you get to a certain point. But it's very black and white. And I think for us, right, that has helped us enable, for me and for yourself, to be able to transfer that simple mindset of being disciplined and consistent, black and white, showing up, getting the results, and then transferring that into other areas of your life, right? So the whole confidence thing, would you say your confidence, your character building, would you say a lot of that has came from simply showing up in the gym and building your physique and, and building the habits around that? 100%, I think I think discipline and consistency, those two words you mentioned, are effectively the framework for everything, everything in life. I think you circle discipline and kind of consistency and everything else plugs into it. I think it, it, if I talk around the organization of a business, I think culture is the operating system and everything else is an app. If I talk around health and life and in, in general, I think discipline and consistency is effectively the operating unit. And I think everything else plugs into that. If Because if you do that, you're there, you're turning up. Then all you've got to do this is the stuff, whatever the stuff is, whether it's life, training. So you're there because you're always there. So then then it's kind of, okay, what, I'm here. What am I going to do with this time? You know what I mean? But the first thing is getting there. So you've got your ass up. But it's, if it's training, you've got your ass up, you're in the gym. You're there. And then it's like, well, I'm here now for the next hour because I've got up and I'm here. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to train. Am I going to train hard or easy? And that's another one again. Okay, well, consistency tells me if I do this, I'm going to get this result over there. That's delayed gratification that everybody knows about nowadays. Um, but I think, going back, it, that is the framework for everything in successful in life, not just the gym. It's the same in business. You know, I, I you know, in, from a business perspective, I would get up. You, you, you know, because you've, you've been around me when I was doing, I was in corporate, setting up another business to come out of corporate. And I would get up at 3, 4 a.m. sometimes on a, on a Saturday morning and I would work for four hours solid before I would then go to a gym and then do stuff on my um, current job. And so nothing was dropped. I would just get up earlier. So I turned up. I was there. So I had the time. You know what I mean? So I, I couldn't. I would say, you know, the, the, if the horizon's over there, you know what I mean? Um, don't if, if you don't have discipline and consistency, then you won't get up. Next minute, the horizon isn't over there anymore. It's in your face, and this, you get overwhelmed. I always try and keep the horizon of pain, so to speak, over there. And I do that by getting up, being consistent, and getting ahead of the time, and doing shit. Whatever that shit is, you just get it done. So 100%. So I, I, I use that analogy of this is the framework for everything that's successful in life, and then everything else plugs into that. Pick your pain, mate. Didn't it? That's something that you told me. That's 100%, man. Think about it, though, right? For example, you get up, you go to the gym. This is something that you, it's a very simple phrase to use, right? Pick your pain. You can stay in bed, sleep through the alarm, right? Then you've got the pain all day, right? And the almost self loathing that you get, right? You get self loathing. You get the guilt kicking in. I should have just went to the gym. Why didn't I go? And then it's all the subtle stuff then that comes with that decision making is not as good. Stress, you don't deal with it as well. Your mood's not as good. It's that knock on effect, right? Then from just not going. So it's like you got to pick that pain. Which pain do you want to deal with? The pain all day of that little inner bitch, right? All day long of you kind of just being in your own head, uh, not feeling as good, not being as conductive, energy levels are not, uh, sorry, productive, energy levels not as good, or just want to just get up and go to the gym, right? I think you can apply that to, to any area, right? Because it's always a trade-off. How you choose to spend your time, right? It's, it's always a trade-off, right? And uh, essentially, it's like, you know, you could go, random example, right? It's like you could just go to like a theme bar, theme park where you mates, right? Have some fun, entertainment, right? Or you could choose to go to the gym, right? So you're gonna you're gonna choose the experience, right? So which one do you value the most, right? And it comes down to an order of values. So and, and that's again why we're here now and why we're why we get along, right? Because you've got to share a lot of values. And what you were saying then about culture as well, that's a big thing within my community, optimize your body. It's like for the most part, if you spoke to my client, if you hung around with one of them for like 30 minutes, you like you can tell like if I could record it, you can tell they're part of Optimize Your Body just from the words they use. If they're talking about health, they're talking about nutrition, talking about you know lifestyle stuff, they're going to be using certain words. And obviously, 
you know that 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 community is really really important right mate but went off a bit of a on a bit of a tangent with that then so i've no idea where i'm going now but uh that was that was really exciting no, to talk about that no but pick, you, my, you, pick you, your pain you talk about pick your pain and, and I, I described it to you before you know thanks for helping me out there bro <laughs> I, I completely went out of steam there my man that's why i brought you mate just to just to help me out <laughs> no but the pick your pain i said pick that to you a long time well. you said that a long time ago and you said that that resonated with you mm. okay and i think people connect it that's the simplification i was talking about before mm. Because you can have someone sitting here talking for three hours off, off from a textbook way of something, but you say something to someone, pick your pain because of X, Y, Z. Somebody sparks and goes, that makes sense. So if you, if you connect to somebody and simplify shit, then obviously they, they're going to move forward. Another way is, I said to you, when I was a kid and, um, you know, I used to like diving off the uh, off the boards. There's a, there's a swimming pool, if anyone's from Liverpool, they all know Kirby swimming bats. And I had this massive high board and a, and a middle board and a, and, a, and a lower board. And you could go dive off and do somersaults and shit. And it was great, but it was bloody cold. The pool was cold. And the other big pool was cold. Then there's the baby pool. The baby pool is fucking warm as shit. You go in there, it's like a bath. And you once you got in there, you're like, oh, this is good. I like to do that over there. Fucking hell, it's warm in here. You know, in your comfort zone. Yeah, like you're in the comfort zone. You can't get out. You're in the baby. It's like when you have a hot shower, right? It, you're in there. You don't want to get out. Oh, you're in this baby pool, and you think this is great. I don't want to go over there. But you think I, I like touch your toe, and then you're like, oh fuck, I will go back in the pool. But that's like life, innit? You can sit there, and it's enjoyable, and you like it, and you say, but and we were talking about before, how do you keep pushing yourself to pressure test yourself to make sure that you're continually improving? Because you can just sit there and go, well, this is okay. Very soon you, you'll get fucking bored and, and you'll kind of go backwards. Hundred percent, man. And it's like confidence as well. It's transferable. A lot of people listening to this, or people in general, they have they have confidence. They had success, right? For example, in their career, this happens all the time, bro. Right? Take people on had lots of success in their career. They might have a family, right? Father, mother, successfully bringing up a family, right? But yet they struggle to get in shape, right? They struggle to stay on top of things when it comes to their self care, for example, right? And it's always a case of just transferring that. I know it's not as easy as that, but you have the ability to do it. Anyone listening back to this now, it's transferable, right? And that confidence, like I said earlier, requires action. And it's like that quote, right? Action is the antidote uh, to anxiety as well, right? A lot of times people get anxious or whatever because, you know, fast forward into the future. When you get anxious, you're thinking about the future. When you take action, that's actually the, that's actually the antidote, right? So when it comes to getting in shape, you build confidence by taking action and by getting momentum, right? Getting momentum. And then having the right, not just the information, but just having the right um, game plan, which is fitted for your lifestyle as well, right? Because a lot of people, they set very, and this is this is the same for any area, they set unrealistic goals, right? It's like very shallow, wishy-washy goals, right? Which really don't get you in there. And you mentioned the why earlier as well, right? This applies to anything, but especially when it comes to health and fitness or self-care, you've got to know why it's important to you. Some people will come to me, they'll say, you know, I want to lose you know, five kilos, right? And you ask them why you go deeper, deeper, deeper. Um, and then they start kind of unloading and they start having these wake up moments where they're like, oh, wow, you know, I'm I'm actually not in a good place right now, you know? And they go they go deeper on why, you know, clothes don't fit. Okay, well, why is it important for you to close it? Oh, well, because, you know, my relationship with my partner, sometimes they might really open up. Relationship with my partner is not going very well because I don't feel too good about myself, you know, confidence-wise. Okay, how else is that affecting you? Well, I'm not as productive in work. And you know what? Like when I have these Zoom calls, for example, I just don't feel as confident anymore because I've gained weight. When you go deep and having that real reason to change is 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 really important, right, my man, in any area of life, I think. It's all connected. It's, it's all connected. Um, and I coach. I was talking. I was talking to somebody the other day who I coach. Exactly the same thing. They were they were in overwhelm because they were just looking at the whole picture and just kind of looking at it and trying to do stuff, but taking some just just scratch, scratching the surface because there's too much to look at. Uh, and then weren't moving forward. There was no action happening because they were just blinding themselves by the sides of it. And it's about momentum is much more important. So getting those little wins, getting the, flick that ball, next minute it's, it's rolling and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. Uh, but some people struggle to start. They look at all the stairs and go, oh, fuck it, I've got to climb all those stairs. Uh, it just take those steps. Just take those steps. I think moment, momentum is kind of everything. And I think they do connect in business and in health. They're exactly the same. I've, I've coached people before where I've said, okay, what, you know, what's your why? What, what are you trying to achieve? Why are you here? What are we talking about? And what did you say? When you dig beneath, a lot of the time you go, you ultimately go to, nine times out of 10, you straight away hit mental health. Because somebody's coming to me asking for something that they're unhappy about something. They're unhappy about, they either want to progress quicker and they're struggling to understand why, and it'll be a level of mental health, you know, pain, you know, to, in, in work, you know, everyone has stress levels. There's a lot of, a lot of burnout that goes through in, in, in the work environment. But the amount of times I'll come to people and I just start scratching with the serves. Next minute, I'm, I'm, I'm straight to health. <laughs> 
I'm shaky, they don't feel good, they feel overweight, they're tired, they're not operating. And I can look at them and look, I can see they're unhealthy. So if you're gonna tackle a, if you're gonna become a better leader, you know, you've also gotta be healthy because you won't be able to run your best performance. So I always, you know, I talk around meditation, I talk around getting up and getting your routine in place, getting your eating habits right, are you working out at all? And that might be for somebody who's never worked out, you know, somebody who's very out of shape, start walking, start doing something, let's get you, let's get you moving, and then they start feeling better, and then, and then it allows them to have the headspace to do the shit with work that I'm gonna get them to go with. They're all, it's all interconnected, and me, myself, when I'm going through some of the worst times in my career of stress, you know, when you're running a, a large business, and uh, you've got, you're answering to, you know, a lot of people, you know, you're working for a lot of people, effectively, when, when you, you're a servant for people who are underneath you, really, when you're in a proper leader, plus you then you, you're dealing with, you know, people, you know, there's always, unless you're God, there's somebody above you, and sometimes they're a pain in the ass. so you're dealing with all... I'm sure people can relate to that. Oh, oh, I'm sure they can. There's a lot of pressures, but what I found, which kind of held my line and kept me consistent and, and something that never wavered, was my health and fitness. So I would still get up. I would get up no matter what time I finished. I would get up at the time, 4 or 5 a.m. I would do work. I would meditate. I would get to the gym. I would do that. So I was always, I never had that part of my life which had wavered. So when all the shit's flying around everywhere, if you've got that ground and that core foundation that this is me, I don't budge. I don't fucking budge. Uh, this, is how I, this is how I operate. I think that allows you to do that in your work life. No matter what shit's coming in your way, it helps you have the same kind of way in work as well you can't affect sometimes what's happening in and around you you know there's a lot of pain there's a lot of in your personal life and work but as long as you remain consistent and disciplined to a way of living which is hopefully you've been a good human being number one but number two that you're, you're, you're making your health and fitness kind of a priority it's, it helps you so much in a business life and helps you be, become a better leader and obviously have, be more successful all around Looking at the whole wall, right? Rather than building the wall brick by brick. I think that's a big problem, isn't it? Because naturally, people look at the whole wall, just got to build that wall brick by brick, right, man? And what you said then was spot on, right? Because people know I've shared my story many a times, right? But you can relate to this because it's similar for us, right? Coming from the lifestyle in the UK and the lifestyle we used to live and everything else, right? We weren't perfect. We would excessively drink. We would go hard on the weekends, right? Let's be honest, right? For, for a long period of time. Too hard. But because it's way too hard, it's another conversation. <laughs> we'll do another podcast on that, but that might be a private one. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But the mental and emotional benefits, right, is is the key thing, which I'll get to next. But it always kept me grounded as well. And I always say to people, I think that you can relate to this as well. I put a post up on this. Fitness literally saved my life, man. Seriously. Because, I mean, I'm not sure. I may have been successful, may not have been without, but that was everything for me. Just having that there always and it's the mental and emotional health. You ask anyone, people like me and you have been training for decades, right? It's the mental and emotional health and all the other benefits that actually keep you going. Don't get me wrong. Ian and I look to look, like to look fantastic. I mean, we've done extra press-ups this week, and I mean, we've been training like absolute beasts just so we can... <laughs> Not that we're vain or anything, but no, I mean, if you if you say you don't want to look better, most people are lying, right? We all want to look good, but the main thing which keeps you going is the mental and emotional benefits, right? Um, it's and, and it has to be rewarded, right? I think people need to understand that as well with discipline, right? People think discipline, they might look at us, for example, and say, oh, some people might look, oh, they're so disciplined, like, how do they do it? It's because we get rewarded by that self-discipline. We actually enjoy living this life because it's taken us, because when you're consistent for a certain amount of time, you start naturally connecting the dots and you start getting a dopamine hit or whatever it is, the endorphins, and you actually get rewarded from living like that, right? And just one more thing on that point. I had a chat with, I haven't gone through one podcast yet without mentioning her name, Janini. She's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, like, she's like, wait, I had to say, I had to shout her out. She's great. I might not be in a good shout book. Shout out to Janini. Shout out, shout out to Janini. Yeah, exactly. But we had a little tiff the other day, right? We had just like a little, you know, it's like you have disagreements. It was no big deal. But what I did is um, I saw them. I never check my phone. See, when I'm going to the gym, I don't check it until I put music on, obviously, when I'm training. But I won't check because I guard my inputs in the morning, right? Because I know if I look at that phone, straight away, bang, I'm in that stress yeah, state. Yeah. I'm out of that calm state. So I go to the gym, calm state, and I saw a meta. I thought, I better check just in case, right? On WhatsApp, because I had a few things pop up, and I looked. And yeah, Janine had a little bit, so I thought, well, I'm not going to reply to that. I'm going to train first, right? Because I know when I train, I'm going to be feeling so much better about the situation afterwards. I'm going to make a better decision. I'm going to be a lot calmer, right? I'm not going to be in that stressed state where I might make a decision which might not be ideal. I might just not deal with it as well and then potentially cause more problems, right? So when you have it as your... It's like therapy, right? I guess it's like therapy for us, right? Training, it's our, it's our number one go-to therapy, isn't it? No, 100%, and, and not just on a training aspect, it's, it's the nutrition. And, it's, you know, it's the ripple it, effect, it, yeah. It, but it's, it's the, the nutrition, if I can, 
you, something springs to my mind when you were speaking just a second ago is I actually find it easier now. People, you take, but how do you do that? I find my way of life easier than before I did it because it's simple. Oh, such a good point. It's so simple. And, and I know it sounds, you know. Not easy, though, but it, sim it's not, simple and easier. Yeah, just so people know, yeah, it's simple as hell, I isn't it? I have to turn up, so it's consistent. But with the nutrition. Pick you hard, though. It's, it, it's simple. Mm. My nutrition is so easy. Yes, I follow the, the, the I follow the animal-based diet, similar to yourself, and I kind of got that kind of from you, and I've learned a lot from listening to other bits and bobs, but I've learned to my body. For the last eight, nine months, I've been on it. My joints feel better. I'm leaner. You've actually built muscle as well. Yeah, how the, how, the, how the hell you added more muscle on, bro? I've, yeah, I've built muscle. I feel sharper. so much better. I'm sharper. Yeah. I feel younger. And it's you know? so much more convenient for you. And it so works for you, doesn't it? It's a complimentary it, it, it lifestyle. It works for me. Complimentary I don't have to lifestyle. eat as many meals. I'll eat two meals today. Mm. You know, I used to eat seven. When you said two meals, I said no chance. And now yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll eat two meals maximum of three. Mm. So everything's easier for me mm. than it used to be because of that. And that's cutting through, you know, simplifying stuff, cutting through. Uh, my experiences through others' experiences and, and, and making it easier for myself. So when people say, how do you do it? I know it sounds bad. I find it easy because mm. I'm consistent and disciplined. So I get up and I'm in the gym. So that's done. But I see hundreds and hundreds of people in the gym all the time, varying standards of what they kind of, uh, on their journey of health, should, should we say. But obviously some of them are turning up and then maybe it's just because they haven't been simplified the knowledge. They haven't connected to somebody who can assist them to get the value because they're doing the hard bit. They're getting up and getting there, but they maybe are not doing the right steps whilst they're there. So it must be not more frustrating. So, you know, I'm getting here every day. Yeah, 100%. I'm training hard as shit. I love that. But I'm not. You're not I, connecting the dots. You're, not, not, you're not doing the stuff outside of the gym for what for the other 23 hours of the day. And that's the thing exactly. is the nutrition, it's the lifestyle exactly. stuff outside of there. But I just, find, I just thought it's easy and it might sound, you know, so the people say it's not easy. It's not that it's it's not that it's easy. I find it easier than my previous life because mm. it's like to pick your pain. Previously, and, and pick I've which still, got to, you I've want, still got to go to shop, buy food, cook food, eat food. You know what I mean? But now I'm doing it, and it's 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 reduced my time because I order grass fed, grass finished meat. It comes to me once a week, and that's it. I don't have to go to the shops for the majority of my shit. I cook it, and I'm only having two meals a day. So it's so much easier. I've actually mm. reduced my time. So people say, oh, I couldn't be asked eating like that. It's easier. I actually probably spend and less you money. Actually, I think the key thing as well, you actually enjoy eating that way. I think that's a really important thing for people as well because people are like, oh, you know, how does he eat like that? Because he actually enjoys those meals, right? I mean, cheesy not boring meals. Cheesy burgers. Exactly. Why, why, cheesy why? burgers, like beef and cheese. Like, how could you not like that <laughs> stuff? Best. You know what I'm saying? But um, my friend, Jay Alderton, shout out Jay, he put together what you were saying, the simple quote, right? You know, hard stuff will give you an easier life. Doing easy stuff. Is going to give you a harder life. 100%. If you can frame things that way, right? Because you're constantly bargaining with your future self as well. If you think of it that way, you're constantly bargaining with your future self. It's like instant gratification, like you were saying there. You could scroll on social media. You could just be scrolling or maybe putting some random stuff on your story in bed and procrastinating instead of going to the gym, for example, right? Then that sets you up for a harder day and for a harder life over time. And it's that, it's that compound effect. It's funny because when we're talking, I can sense your cogs are going. I have like 20 different things coming into my mind that I was like, right, I better... I better try to hold on to some of these thoughts. But um, yeah, and in terms of non because what you touched on there, you said, you know, these things are just almost what you were alluding to was these things are just part of me now. I just do them, right? And it's non-negotiable, right? Non-negotiable habits, right? So talking about high performance, a lot of people li listening to this are really interested in high performance in terms of performing well in their professional life, feeling good and looking good, right? What are your non-negotiable habits now? And I think I wanted to mention this point as well, because I remember when we had that chat when we first met and I just trained you for a little while there or just for a short period there you just started meditating at that point and you committed i think you paid like 1500 was it 1500 dollars it right? was mate i've never I've never, I've never forgot that 1500 because i do it every day because exactly. i paid 1500 dollars. i said it to you all the time commitment levels are 10 it's, you know what i'm saying when you when you when, you, when you invest in yourself right and i think we need to touch on that as well okay. right because the because people are always you know stock share that, properties yeah important invest in yourself it was Best weird you it was make. weird because i'd always i'd heard about it you know I come from Liverpool. The things I do today, I would, I would probably get abused by my mates back in Liverpool back then, you know what I mean? Because we're all evolving, right? And back then, it's a very manly kind of area. And everyone's taking the piss out of each other. And I never would have even thought of meditating back then. But on my kind of you know, my journey of trying to progress, it's it's the norm now, right? And uh, it's actually my, my ex-girlfriend at the time. She was saying, oh, I went to this guy. Um, you should go to him. It's a two-day kind of meditation thing. You'll get you all over it. And I think it was in Paddington. And I said, oh, yeah, how much? And she says, $1,500. I said, fucking $1,500 to learn how to meditate. You're kidding me. I'll, I'll go on. And she went, trust me. Trust me. It's great. In the end, I said, okay, let's go. I did it. And those two days were the most um, 
it was a bit weird at time at the start of it he, he turned up and we were, we were doing some kind of he was all smoke was going off and we were praying to some fruit and all this type of stuff so <laughs> it, it, I, was, I was a bit at first I was a little Hugging bit like trees. yeah it was a bit like this but <laughs> it was a good experience after those two days but what it did is every single day I meditate now without doubt unless I've been out a drink or something which I, I try to do a lot less of nowadays I'll be meditating every morning I do 20 minutes in the morning I do 10 minutes before I go to bed now what that does for me because I put that 1500 I always remember it. I say well I paid 1500 I'm going to do it and what it does to me now if I if I don't meditate it's not like I have this kind of come by our moment every time I meditate and I feel connected to source every 5 seconds I just notice it if I don't I notice my my, my kind of um, mood changes and I'm not as I'm not as calm and I found that by doing it it kind of almost of a night those 10 minutes kind of wipe my head clean and it allows me to sleep because my, my head's super bloody active um, so I found that I've done that now. I know, and I kind of know me. And if I wouldn't have invested that money over there, would I have been doing it every day for the last four years? Probably yeah, not. There's actually research on that. There's actually research to show the more you invest, the more your commitment level goes up. The same thing happened to me with my mentor, right? Three and a half years ago, whenever it was. I invested for like three months or whatever, big investment, like 12K, right? Invested to it's obviously, in, but I looked at it, and this is what you need to get into your mind, everyone listening, right? It's with your health as well. It's the same thing. For me, that was an investment. It wasn't an expense. It's a simple mindset shift, right? It was, right, I'm not, it's not a bill, right? It's an investment because I'm going to make that money back. I look at the ROI and I knew when I paid that money, just like you did with meditation, I was going to go 10 to the dozen, absolutely relentless to get the results that I wanted, right? And it's, just, it's even more so with your health. I think people look at health sometimes, whether they're investing in the coach or Pay, you know that one where people say, oh, you know, eating healthy is expensive. And then they get in Uber Eats and they're having tattoos <laughs> and they're buying a new car they don't need. I'm, I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money. They go on holidays. Great. You've got to enjoy yourself. Right? I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money. But sometimes, it, well, not sometimes, a lot of the times, it is an order of uh, values again, right? And it's priorities and people bullshit themselves, right? And they kind of tell themselves that story. But um, when it comes to investing in yourself, right, you do um, need to look at, especially your health, you need to look at that, however you're going to do that whether it's a gym membership, whether it's hiring a coach, whether it's whatever you're doing, buying food. And, and I spend a lot of money as well on food, right? And like, much like yourself. Well, I don't spend a lot because I don't eat out, right? Very weird. And like yourself, you already eat out. And if we do, it's the same place all the time. Isn't it? <laughs> Shout out Masseleria as well. Uh, Masseleria and Bondi. Um, but yeah, so we, it's it's an investment again. It's like when I look at those foods that I'm buying, because um, yesterday I bought a load of scotch for the steak, right? It was on offer and stuff. And I went overboard. Like it's on offer, so I went crazy with it, right? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I just dropped like $300 in the, in the butchers, no problem. But that's an investment. That's a non-negotiable for me. I'm going to be sharper. I'm going to be thinking clearer. I'm not going to be hungry making poor choices for food. So I think that's the way you're going to look at things, right? I mean, especially when it comes to your health. And investing in yourself is a different, because a lot, some people listening back as well, I think maybe they haven't ever invested in themselves. And I think it takes that experience for you to have that mindset, whatever area that is. It could be business, could be hiring a business mentor like yourself, could be, it could be whatever, it could be, investing in a therapist for your relationship, whatever that is, right? But you've got to look at that, providing you're obviously getting the right professional help and you're not hiring the wrong person. You've got to look at that as investment instead of an expense, right? It's going to make you better, essentially. 100%. From from your aspect, you're invested in your your health, right? So you can either spend this much. And as to your point, that $300, which lasts you probably a week, that meat, right? Other people are spending probably that and more if you consider what they're buying and all the shit that... All the process It'll last stuff. me longer than that, actually, because oh, I've got, I got okay. some to stock up. Just, 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 just to be clear here, they're like, how much is Kai eating? Like six kilos a day. <laughs> <laughs> but all the processed foods and all that, along, and then the meals and this, that, and the other, they'll mm -hmm. be spending usually a lot more than that, right? So I don't think actually when you correlate pound for, you know, dollar for dollar, it's probably pretty similar. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting that you say that about the investment foods. I've, got a, I've actually got a program that, that I've done, which is about increasing your salary, right? So I think under 2K to be able to, I've have all the information, um, tricks, um, documents to ultimately get yourself to to deliver a strategy to whatever business you're in to increase your salary. All right, and you might be in a business where um, you might be working with assholes or or whatever it may be. That business has just got a ceiling, or you've got a ceiling, but you'll identify that ceiling that'll tell you to go and move on somewhere else. So I'm talking about to add, to to add weight to what you're saying. There's something where it's and it's tried and tested and let people in, you know double the salary within four years. So there's this methodology we say you invest this in yourself and you will get this much money back. So it's going to actually not just help, but financially you're going to be far better off. And the amount of times I've been talking to people, I'm I'm trying to justify the fact that they're going to pay this to equal that, and that's you're going to get more money for yours. You're going to improve your health. 
But it's the same mentality. People need to understand. Investing that money locks you in. You're going to do shit, especially for people if they're coming to you. They usually might have an issue with consistency and discipline. That financial impact gets the motor started on your on your on your consistency and discipline. It's kind of like revs you up. It's kind of like well, kickstart. It, it's the biggest. Whether we like it or not, money talks, right? And it makes everybody has an emotional feeling. It ignites a lot of people. So once you invested there in your health or there. Once you've paid that money and it's it, it to you, it feels considerable. Usually, it's going to get you out of bed and do the things you need to do. So, so stuff in my world, it's you need to get up, you need to do the work, additional stuff ultimately to p do the hard stuff to make your life easier over here. Do the hard stuff, get paid more money over here. Dude, do, you produce do, better, don't you? Do That's the hard stuff, improve your health. 100%, mate. And, and what you said was bang on because like my clients as well, I get this feedback all the time. They, they, they produce a lot of my clients, they uh, hire up in the corporate world, just like you were, uh, or they're entrepreneurs or whatever, right? A lot of them are high performers. And they produce better, right? They just produce better work. It's better for the economy. It's better for the world, the econ economy. It's better for the world. You show up better in your relationships, right? And it's that whole ripple effect of what you get from that, right? Um, so, and I'm gonna, like I've had examples as well. I've had some clients who've been with me for years as well, right? Because um, they just love that structure as well. And just having someone there so they can just go bang, bang. And like yourself, right? You know, with the, the animal-based thing or whatever, like you'll look at me, you'll you'll suss it out. You'll have like this look in his eye. I know he is, right? You'll have like this this little twinkle in his eye and he'll squint his eyes a bit and he'll look and he'll go, oh yeah, okay, all right, okay. Thanks, <laughs> and then before you know it, he's off to the races. And that's what, you know, a lot of my clients like, they just need, and then they need someone to check in with, they need someone to just essentially guide them, right? Just like in any area of life, I'm sure you've had mentors yourself, right? Whether or not, and it doesn't always have to be like, when I say mentors, not necessarily someone you're investing in. It can be anyone. I had podcasts people on podcasts that I really looked up to. And it was almost like, you know, when you're driving a car, imagine you're driving a car, you've got no sat nav, right? And you're just chasing your tail. You're not getting to the destination. You, you, you're detouring everywhere and you're not getting there, right? Essentially, having guidance is is key, right? Because that's like the sat nav, which is gonna, which is gonna help you get to that destination, right? 100%. And in, in business, I didn't necessarily have a, a mentor per se, but I had, I learned from so many people around me, been, been you know, it, but without people, realizing that, like, there's certain yeah, people that had people who, who worked for me, I would learn from. Because they, you mm -hmm. know, just because they work for me, from, from they're highly skilled in certain yeah. areas or do something wonderfully. And I was just like a sponge constantly. And you know, I've had a couple of people who've, who've been in, in my life. One particular guy in the UK, and, and another guy in Australia who's actually from from Germany. And I've learned so much from them how they operate, what they're about. And I would just sit there, like I said, I was watching you with, what's he eating? I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> and um, same with these guys. I was just like, how do they operate? And I think, I really like how he, that person operates. I really like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just, just soaking that up. Um, I think if I would have got a mentor earlier, I think I would have progressed a lot quicker. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 46 next week. I think I would have been where I am probably 10 years ago. If I, yeah. would, if I would have invested in a mentor in my early 20s when I was pissing around, getting on the piss and partying in, in the UK, if somebody would have given me a clip around the ear and said, look, you've got all this natural ability, you are a good leader, you've got all this ability, let's shortcut this, and somebody who I respected, because of, I know what I am, I would go, okay, and I would have got a, a lot further than I am. What I've had to go through, and I've learned through experience, so I've got a lot of war wounds on me back, through all these crazy ass experiences in work and everything, I've come to the point of near burnout working with some absolute assholes in the cold world, which I'm sure anybody on here would, would have had the similar. Working with assholes is never fun, uh, man. That, that, that sucks a lot. Energy vampires, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Energy Sun, vampires. Sunshine, vac suck sunshine vacuums. <laughs> 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 they suck their fucking sunshine out of a room. No, but some of them, not just assholes, there's some real, you know, there's some real bad eggs out there. That, you know, there's, you know, I only employ good humans, but I've worked around some bad human beings. You know what I mean? There's some out there that um, everybody on there would have had a bad boss, you know? There's some out there, I've had, but I've had bad peers. Some of the things I've heard through the corporate world is shocking. And, and the higher you get, people think, oh, it must be wonderful up there in a boardroom and that. No, it's not. There's arseholes there as well. And even I'll be sitting there looking around going, how the hell is this person in this position? The person's full of shit and doesn't give a shit about anybody. Um, and you pick you, up on energy, you and can you tell straight from, away, But you, you learn from that as well because you learn from... It's like, you know, from a health perspective, if you're sitting there and somebody comes through the, comes through the door and they're clinically obese and they, you know, got Mars bars sticking in the face and they look like they're about to keel over, you're not going to follow that path. What is that person doing? I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to look that way. It's the same in business. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at somebody and they keep, you know, the teams keep falling apart and, and watching what they do, I'm going to say, I'm going to learn from those mistakes. 
and I'm going to look towards people who are. Mm. Uh, who, who it goes are. back to judging the book by its cover. It's like why I thought you were an asshole, right? Because I because because <laughs> no, seriously, it's a competitive thing though. Because I thought I probably thought some kind of this guy's in better shape than me. He's taller than me as well. You know what I'm saying? This guy's like six foot four. I'm like who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? But no, it's funny because I had a call with a client the other day, right? And um, it was interesting because it was a coaching call, like a group call. We stayed on at the end, and uh, he goes, "I'm pissed off, mate." I'm like, "Oh, what's up, man?" Like you know, thinking, "What's what's not working for you?" Like you know, "What's going on here?" He's like, "Mate, I've spent a whole decade." He said, "A decade." Do you know you were saying then about getting a mentor earlier? That's what happened to me. Shout out to Mind Pump Podcast as well, right? Um, because with my binge eating and all the stuff I was struggling with when I was doing the bodybuilding stuff, I tuned into. It was the first podcast I ever listened to back in like 2015. And listening to them again, they've walked the walk. One of them was a competitor. They've cut, they were trainers for like decades and they've been through a similar process. And then I, I I knew a lot of the stuff they were talking about already, but because I respected them, and obviously again, it comes down to like judging a book by his cover or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, these guys know their shit. And I started implementing, they turned things around. My client said to me the other day, he said, I'm pissed off. He said, I've spent a decade essentially feeling like shit and in second gear, a decade, you know, not at my best. And within like literally two or three weeks, he's feeling like a new man, feeling better than he had in over a decade. And he said, the only thing I'm pissed off about is just not, taking action earlier. And again, it's not necessarily about hiring. We're not talking about that. We're talking about taking action sooner rather than later and essentially um, having some sort of clarity in terms of what you're doing, right? And like we say, building the wall brick by brick. Hey, Ian, we're going to have to wrap this up soon, bro. I could talk to you all day, man. I'm going to turn this into like our mate, Joe, right? <laughs> Joe, big, big Joe Rogan, isn't it? Our, yeah. our buddy, isn't it? Like, Ian, before, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, he sp- uh, not that he spoke to Joe. What did you say? He said, you heard what Joe's talking about. Lately. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He goes, you know, our mate, Joe. Like, like, <laughs> Joe Rogan, like, like he's, he's your best mate. Joe. <laughs> turn it into a four-hour episode. But no, man, um, where can, first of all, mate, just a real quick one before we wrap this up. Um, Oh, I guess we'll have to just, is there anything you wanted to say just to wrap this up? Is there anything you, any advice you would give to anyone listening back to this who just wants to improve themselves and become the best version of themselves? Well, I, I, I just wanted to give an example of something, of somebody who I helped through. Um, That's fine, mate. You're going to um, pay for this now. Uh, I'm going to go over the hour. Somebody who I helped in my uh, corporate career who it, it, it did connect all those dots, including health and, uh, and business. Um, I had look. I was actually in the corporate world then, sir, and he was somebody who worked for me. So I had the opportunity. I could physically, you know, put put him in a different role. That person came to me and said, "Look, I'm so unhappy. I feel undervalued, underappreciated." Um, we go through the process, start asking questions as you do. Uh, you why? We then go down. We as we connect and scrape, scrape through the levels. He's completely unhealthy. He's unhappy. Um, potentially talking about going through a divorce with his wife. He's got three children all of this weight of the world on his shoulders. And we say, okay, okay. So within a couple of weeks, we start kind of, you know, okay, what do we need to do here? So we give him some time. We need to start making him feel a bit appreciated. We understand actually he's not probably in the right role. So I had the opportunity to push him in a different role where he blossomed and, you know, we started changing the culture because it was a business that was coming in to transform. But this person then started working on his health because he started feeling better. And he's like, I said, look, do you have, do this as well. Trust me. Trust me. So he trusts me because because you go back to that trust because he started getting a little bit of wins here. He then I could see him go. Oh, this guy's got my back. He tr- uh, trusts me and, and he's looking at me thinking, okay, well if he's doing this and he's successful, what can what can I do? So he started doing stuff. Next thing he's going to the gym. He's doing this, and uh, it was about six months later. He comes into my office and he says to me, "I just like to sit down. I just like to thank you." And these things mean more than anything with money or anything. Best. And he turned around. And he said. Um, uh, we are we the, the relationships well well back on track. We're, we're super happy. We're, we're going to be looking at buying a new house. Kids are happy. This that and the other. I love my new role. And um, you know he was a person on the edge. I can see Ben. You know when you see someone's eyes, their eyes are gone, and I could just see the life and the, and the health coming back into his eyes. But it, it connected everything. So if somebody wants to be a better leader and the health's like shit, work on your health as well as that, and it'll help you go through that. But it's the same all around. I think you you can't just be successful in one area. You've got to connect all areas. If you truly want to be successful, that's whether it's in health or business, whatever you're doing, I think you need to connect the whole piece. I love that, mate, 100%. Needs to be your home base. Health needs to be your home base. That should be the foundation of everything you're doing, right? Long story short. And, and, and we actually care, right? You actually care about people from what you were saying then. And you know, you're a good person, right? So people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care, right? That guy genuinely could see you cared and you wanted to help him. And then on top of that, then he looked up to you in a certain way, right? Like, right, this guy is actually getting results. He's in shape, right? And everything else. So he obviously implemented. Um, mate, I was just going to wrap this up with um, 
tell us where the audience can find you and if you wouldn't mind just dropping a few lines on like the mentorship program that you offer oh yes yeah. so um i'd kind of put the, the my business called on point leadership and, and coaching um i'd kind of put it on hold for a bit while we, we focused on kiss my axe I'm going to start ramping that up again at the back end of this year. So I kind of do one-on-one coaching. I don't, I don't need to take on a select amount of clients. Um, I've probably got a, a gap for one or two more, but no, no more than that at the moment because it does take a lot of my time. Um, but I have got a, a kind of a program on there called Take Control, uh, which is about, kind of, I said, that, that one's about improving your salary. And by the back end of this year, we'll have another program again, which is all about improving your leadership attributes and stuff like that. So just go on. I think it's uh, I don't even know my own bloody um, on point website. I think it's on point on point hyphen consulting dot com dot That's all good, man. I'll add that into the show notes anyway, bro. Beautiful. I'll add your Instagram into the end stuff as well, man. It was awesome to shoot the shit, bro, and uh, catch up. It gave us an excuse to stop. Well, it made us stop making excuses, right? For a we, had to, we, had, we had to we had to get a podcast studio rented out just so we would just so we would catch up. We'll just go to the beach next. <laughs> cost time. me cost me an arm and a leg just to be up with this guy. <laughs> All right, mate. Nice one. Nice one, bro. All right.